Hello again, this is Jeff Kowalski, the host of Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. On a normal episode of this show, I'll have some guests on and we'll discuss some piece of horror fiction, analyzing it as if it were any other piece of art. But lately, I've wanted to hear people's personal stories about their encounters with their own local urban legends, different types of paranormal activity, or hometown cryptids, that sort of thing. So this is the third such episode. Welcome to Creepypodsta Local Legends. Again, I'll remind the audience to be nice. If you're skeptical, suspend your disbelief. If you're a believer, don't be mean to someone who says that they don't believe in ghosts on the show. Thanks. Joining me this week is past guest and friend of the show, Brittany Miller. She'll be sharing a few local legends from her hometown of Dayton, Ohio. I'm Brittany Miller. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. The first urban legend Brittany had to tell me about was Cry Baby Bridge. Here's Brittany. It's called Cry Baby Bridge. I know there's like a thousand Cry Baby Bridges here in Ohio. Um, I don't know why there are so many locations that have that name. Um, I don't know if it's a if it's outside of the state too, or if it's just an Ohio thing. But yeah, some kind of like bridge, lane, passageway, road, whatever. So this one is in a city called West Alex. It's about like an hour away from where I am here in Dayton. It's called Cry Baby Bridge. Uh, it's the one on Fudge Road. Which which is supposedly the most infamous one, um, where the story, it's kind of vague, the story behind it is either a mom threw her baby off of the bridge, or she killed the baby and then hung herself from the bridge. Um, So the original deal is that you visit Crybaby Bridge, and then you park next to it or on it, turn off your car, roll down your windows, and then you say mama three times, and you're supposed to hear a baby crying. Next, of course, I asked if Brittany had visited Crybaby Lane herself. Yes, I did. Um, It was born of boredom, of course. There's not much to do in the suburbs of Dayton or in Ohio in general. So um, in my freshman year of college, uh, me and my boyfriend at the time met up with this guy, James, and he was in a band, so we went with his band. Of course, we all were smoking and drinking, and we decided, hey, let's go ghost hunting. So there's this seven-part book series um, written by this local guy here in Dayton. It's called Haunted Ohio. Um, It's kind of like the weird Ohio or weird New Jersey thing but this is a local a local thing haunted ohio um and it's just like a collection of ghost stories from around the state and he's also got like a blog and he's obsessed with all things creepy um so what we did was we kind of just flipped through one of the books um chose something that was relatively close and decided that we'd go to fudge road car baby bridge over there in uh west alex um so we got really high really drunk and then drove an hour to go and see what was going on there One of our friends had another friend who went to the bridge not too long before. He said that when he went, 
they did the whole thing. They turned off their ignition um, and did the whole ritual. And then a few seconds after, a truck pulled onto the opposite entryway of the bridge and then slowly drove toward them. And keep in mind, it was like really dark, so they couldn't really see it. And I don't really know how long the bridge was. I can't remember. But it's long enough to where you can't really see like what kind of car is coming towards you. You just kind of see headlights. Um, but as the car got closer to them going down the bridge, their headlights turned off. And then so they started freaking out and they quickly like turned the car back on and then tried to drive away only to see the truck following them down the road with its headlights off. And so this was kind of a story that's been going on where people would go and visit Crybaby Bridge and they'd be chased down by a truck. And so that's what we wanted to happen because we knew maybe, you know, we wouldn't hear the whole baby crying, but we wanted to be scared shitless and get chased down by whoever was there trying to mess with people. We decided to go and do that. It was me and about five other people in a truck. When we got there, we didn't park on the bridge, but we parked kind of perpendicular to it on the road. Turned our lights off, turned the radio down, ignitioned it off, um, rolled down the windows, and then like collectively we were like, mama, mama, mama. And then we waited, and we didn't hear anything. And then about a minute later, across the bridge, we see just the headlights of what looks like a truck turning from the road, this is on the opposite end of the bridge, turning from the road onto the bridge and just like driving really slowly towards us. I can't remember how long it was, but it felt like forever. They were driving it, they, like they were in sludge. It was in slow motion. So it was far away for us not to know what kind of car it was. So we were all freaking out because this is the beginning of what exactly what happened to our friend's friend. So we were getting a little scared, but we waited. The truck was going super slowly down the bridge with its headlights on and getting closer. We were starting to panic because we were wondering why it was going so slow. We thought it was very weird. And then I started panicking and I was like, James, the, our friend, I was like, James, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, you know, this is freaking me out. I don't want to do deal with this because it seemed like it was all going the same way that the other person's story was. And I didn't want to get chased by somebody. <laughs> And so we started putting our seatbelts on, um, James turned the car back on and the headlights on, and then he started backing up. And uh, the truck slowly pulled up next to us when it got to us, and it had like these tinted windows and they were closed. So we were really, really scared and we were all like kind of silent, and then um, we're all freaking out, telling James to go, and then the truck stops right next to us, we're all really quiet, and then the driver's window starts to roll down. And then we hear, uh, do you know if this is Crybaby Bridge? <laughs> and so <laughs> we were all just laughing because we were freaked out over nothing. Um, and in the driver's seat was some like jacked dude in a letterman jacket. And then there were like a bunch of girls in the passenger seat in the back seat, And they were like doing the same thing, all trying to ghost hunt. So... <laughs> It was just a bunch of people, um, but I don't know why they were driving down the bridge so slowly. But we were, like, absolutely certain that this is what was going to happen. We were going to get, like, chased down by that same guy who chased the other people down, and the dude had a truck, and everything was going, like, exactly as the story before, except this was just the dude looking for Crybaby Bridge, so... <laughs> we had kind of the same scare that we thought we were going to get, but 
Luckily, we didn't have the terrifying chase that we were expecting. Didn't get followed, didn't hear the crying baby. There's There are some, like, uh, other stories about people who will go near Crybaby Bridge or around there who are, like, um, residents there, or they go there and they try to, like, scare people who are going there for ghost hunting. So they'll, like, throw things at people's cars, or there's this, like, building where all the windows and the doors and everything look really, really tiny, so they call it a midget house, and they said that that's haunted. Um, they also talk about the woods that are surrounding the bridge and how there's some kind of demon that's, like, in there somewhere. Um, but we didn't experience any of that. We just experienced some dude looking for Crybaby Bridge, but, oh my god, it was so scary because we thought we were going to get chased down by some truck with no headlights on. <laughs> Next I asked if she had explored any of the other legends from the Haunted Ohio book. I did another one. I can't remember where it was. It was in some park, and uh, I can't remember the city, but there was a, there's like a little broken down, like, shack. It's not really a house, it just has like one room, and it's made of stones. A little broken down shack, I'd say, that's like completely fallen apart, and it's in the middle of this park. We went without any flashlights for whatever reason, and this was back when like we didn't have powerful flashlights on our cell phones, so we just kind of used the screens of our cell phones at night, and we um, went looking for this this like rundown shack. Ugh, I should have done more research on this one, but it was it was named like I can't remember if it was like Abby's house or something like that. But the story behind it was that this woman named Abby died in this little bitty shack. And I don't know why it's in the middle of a park or if, you know, the park was made around it or something. But we were looking for that. And of course, the park was closed at night. We um, trespassed into the park. We didn't have anything, um, anything to, like, direct us or guide us to where it was. So we were just kind of walking around. It was completely dark. Like, I couldn't even see two feet in front of me. But somehow we found it because we saw the sign that says, you know, Abby's house or whatever it was called with some history behind it on the sign. And supposedly it's just haunted. So you go there and just weird things happen. So we found it. We were just kind of hanging around there. And then, you know, nothing happened. We didn't hear anything. So we started to walk away. And then we heard footsteps because the, um, the ground around the shack was like just a bunch of rocks like gravel. Um, and nobody was walking in our group. We were all just like kind of standing around. We were on our cell phones, just talking and stuff. And then we hear footsteps of like in the gravel in the back. Um, and so we kind of freaked out because we couldn't see anybody two feet in front of us. Um, and we looked around, we like called for somebody, didn't hear anything, you know, maybe it was an animal. Um, so we kind of just hightailed it back to the car because we were scared. We were also very drunk and high then too, so <laughs> that might have contributed to it. But that's that's the only thing I can remember. I can't remember details about a lot of the other places. Um, loved going ghost hunting, yeah. There's some backstory to, um, not backstory really, but like um, some crazy things that happened at the Crybaby Bridge um, in West Alex. Uh, there was a kid who got murdered there in 2014. I went like back in 20, oh, 2009 or 2008, but there was a 
I think it was a mugging, or these two kids knew that this boy who lived around the area um, had a lot of money or something in a safe, and his parents weren't in the house, and these two kids went in there and then stole a bunch of stuff and then murdered this boy. Um, and this is a true story. It's not like a, um, like a legend or anything. Um, murdered this boy, and then they buried him over by the bridge. So now it's extra creepy. And then after that happened, people started going to Crybaby Bridge and like doing extra scary things like writing in fake blood, like like just creepy messages. Um, I can't remember what one of them was. Something about a fetus. It was really creepy. The number of people that kind of vandalized the area and who kind of ruined it for everyone else um, really grew after that kid got murdered and he was buried or they tossed him over there by that bridge. Um, so now it's uh, overrun with like cops, especially around Halloween time. Um, so no one really can go there anymore without um, getting caught. Or the residents there, they kind of uh, keep track of your license plates. So I got in there while it was bad. While it wasn't bad, <laughs> and before a kid got buried there. Finally, I asked Brittany if she had any unexplainable encounters. Yes, I have. <laughs> Let's see. Well, are you talking about during the ghost hunting or just in general? <laughs> uh, either or both. <laughs> uh, just something that um. like could be attributed to the supernatural, but um, yeah, you absolutely. You don't have a um, natural explanation for it. Yes, I absolutely have. Um, there was this like period of time, I don't know if it's because of my medication or whatever, but I used to get a lot of sleep paralysis, and you know how sometimes when people have sleep paralysis, they'll get up and they'll see something, well, they're, they're, um, they will hear something. So there's this one time I had a really bad case where um, I like woke up and you know, my brain was still asleep, um, but my eyes were open, I could see, and I felt like I was trying to scream, but I couldn't. And then I felt something at the end of my bed, like, you know, like what a cat or dog feels like when they jump up on your bed and they're walking around near your feet, but nobody was there. Um, I looked over that way, and I had to, like, I had to, like, power through and try to get my body to move because my body was just paralyzed, and I was so freaked out. I looked over in that direction, and I saw this black figure, like, peeking out of the blinds in my window, um, like, sitting at the edge of my bed, peeking out of the blinds, and it's strange because I was just dreaming about somebody outside my, outside my window trying to get in and, like rob the place and so I looked over there and I could have sworn like it was as real as can be this black just black figure looking out of the blinds of my window as if it was looking out at whoever was gonna like come in and rob the place and for some reason in my mind I always thought like it was a girl I always just you know felt like it was a little girl and that has happened to me a couple of other times where I've had those I think they're called hypnagogic hallucinations and so I've seen that uh, two other times, and it's always like a black figure. Like, it feels like a real person is right there in my room. That's something that, like, I cannot explain whatsoever. <laughs> That's all for my interview with Brittany Miller and for this episode. If you want to hear more from Brittany, you can find her on Twitter at 
B-L-Y-N-N-E Miller. That's B. Lynn Miller. You can find me on Twitter, J3FK. If you like what you've heard, please support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash jeffjk. The music you're hearing now is Lying on the Bridge by John Began. You can find more of John's music at soundcloud.com slash jonathanbegan, or you can go to strangerstillshow.com to listen to his podcast. If you have a story similar to the one you've heard here or in the other Local Legends episodes, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or on Facebook. You can go on Facebook and find Creepypodsta Fan Group, where people are suggesting stories, talking about their experiences with their Local Legends. It's a good time. Anyway, that's all for this episode. Thank you for your support. Please consider sharing this one with a friend or leaving us a review on iTunes. Goodbye.